Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Jacaranda FM. Jesse, open the bloody door. Look, everyone, he's coming through the door. Brilliant! He didn't even open them. He's here. Hey, look, everybody, it's Barney. And with me, Jesse Clegg. Special guest tonight, right through until midnight, Jesse Clegg. Hello, Jess. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm looking at you and I wanted to say Johnny. Oh, God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to your dad about, what, six months ago? Uh, awesome. And he was sitting in that seat 
It's amazing, hey? Yeah. And he, now his son is sitting in front of me. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. A, it's a family business. So uh, Richard <laughs> is here as well. How's it, Richard? Yeah, how are you doing? Okay, we're going to uh, chat to you a little later on because uh, I want to know all the naughty things <laughs> about you. He's Jesse. the naughty no one. I'm the secret spiller. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's not going to tell me tonight. Listen, we've got two hours. Now, the nice thing is when you interview people in their 40s and 50s, they've been around, they've got the T-shirt. You know, they've done. Yeah. Now I've got these youngsters in here. So uh, it's going to be very difficult because you're only, what, 24, 25? 26. 26. Yeah, uh, I'm but, getting on but, in the world. But for a 26-year-old, you have done a hell of a lot, <laughs> more than other 26-year-olds. You know what I mean? So yeah. let's start right at the beginning. Uh, where were you born, Jesse? Joburg. Uh, in a hospital? At home? Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a hut in Zululand. <laughs> <laughs> so no, in a hospital in Joburg. I don't know which hospital. Okay. Um, so... Uh, <clears throat> I heard a rumor that your dad wanted a uh, daughter and he wanted to call the daughter Jessie. <laughs> I hope not, but I'm going to have to have a chat with him after, after I'm hearing this. No, That's he, worrying. He actually said Jessica. And <laughs> then he thought, oh, let, let's have a look. Oh, no, it's a boy. So Jesse isn't too I, bad. I, I heard that I was named after Jesse James, yeah. but maybe they were just covering it up. Okay. So do you remember uh, the first six years of your life, apparently you won tour with dad. I mean, Absolutely. all over the place. Yeah. Do you remember anything at all? Um, I mean, it was just a blur of hotels and airports and uh, tour buses. But um, there was this one one thing that happened that is, that is always I've remembered my whole life. Um, after one of the shows, I was like five years old at the time, and my dad had just finished playing a big show in France. And everyone got back on the tour bus, and my mom suddenly picked up and was like, where's Jesse? Where's he gone? We can't find him. And they, they looked at the venue, they looked in the bus, and they were like, oh, my God, we've lost him. And uh, apparently I was standing by the fence, separating the, 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 the audience leaving the, the venue and the bus and signing autographs. <laughs> so, so it was, uh, I think I was just ready to go, you know. <laughs> ready to become but famous. But actually, it's weird because I remember that quite clearly. I remember like just um, being backstage and seeing the shows and seeing the crowds and just kind of taking in the music, you know. It was just a, an amazingly stimulating experience. It's like Slash's kid when I saw them, uh, Kings of Chaos. Yeah. The little kid was running around backstage. So one day... He'll tell the story. I mean, I was backstage, and it's actually boring for a kid to be backstage. Can you imagine <laughs> other kids? They'll die to get backstage. And, uh, but also the, the traveling. I mean, uh, the nice thing is your dad took you uh, with him. You didn't mm. find somebody to look after you for six yeah. years. You were, well, you were, I, I mm. had like a, a, an au pair kind of person who kind of watched me during the tours. Um, but it's weird, man. Like when you grow up in that environment, it's, uh, you, you don't think it's unusual. You know, you have nothing to compare it to because so, that's just been your experience. So mm. it's never – you never stop and think this is not how other kids are, you know. Yeah. So, for me, it was it was just part of life, um, and I got to see a lot of really cool places and meet some cool people and see some amazing music. So, I look back on it and realize how fortunate I was. Any have you got any photos to prove that you were a baby? <laughs> I don't know. I think like in the background of like my dad with Sting, I'm probably like sitting in the back naked, like in a nappy or something. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that later. On. He, he loves walking around naked. <laughs> Okay, so uh, then uh, after, I mean, you, you went to primary school. Which primary school in Joburg? Um, I went to Crawford. Crawford, huh? Yeah. Upmarket. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but good, good, good teachers, good yeah, education. It was, it was a really uh, stimulating school. In fact, Richard's now the, one of the head of the department at music school there. Okay. Um, yeah, we had a few contacts. So. <laughs> Did you study music there as well? Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing experience for me because um, they really allowed me to 
be myself and to discover music in the way that I want to discover it. Um, and I had a teacher there named uh, Russell Sterling, who um, he was a mentor for me. You know, I, when I was learning, I was very insecure and I didn't really know if this is something I could do. And, you know, in that early stage when you're um, still finding yourself, it's very important to have reinforcements and, and people who make you confident and believe in yourself. So I, I still actually am in touch with him and, and he's still someone who I really respect and who's helped me out. So was he the guy that said, listen, you're going you're to play football, you're going to play rugby or you're going to play cricket or you're going to get behind that piano now? And you, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, teach I, didn't, I did music so I didn't have to play sports. <laughs> and were you in the, in the choir? Uh, no, I wasn't. I always did my Come own on, thing. Come on, Jesse. You, I know. You should have been in that choir. <laughs> choir boys. I missed out. Hey? Choir boys, eh? Yeah. So uh, do you remember anything uh, primary school? Were you bullied at primary school? Did you have a lot of friends? Were you a, a friendly uh, I girl? was a bit of a learner. Eh? I, wasn't, mm. I wasn't like um, the most sociable cat. You know, I was very like, I kept to my own sort of devices. And uh, I don't know. I always, um, I always... I suppose just played music and, and I had my own little world that I was enjoying. When I got to high school, I found, you know, my social scene. But primary school was like still kind of figuring it out, you know. Uh, when you were at primary school as well, uh, did you also do the thing where uh, your friends used to come and sleep over on a Friday and spend yeah, the weekend there? You course. used to go. And did, I mean, did they know? Obviously, their parents knew who your yeah. dad was. And, and these kids didn't really bother them, <laughs> hey, because they didn't yeah, really know. Yeah, I mean, it I mean, never really, I don't know, it never came up, hey, like, it's it's weird. Like, I never was conscious of it. Maybe I was just blind to it. Maybe I was just used to it. But it was never something that was invasive in my personal life or in my social life at that age. You know, mm. it was it was kind of just like whatever. You know, it's it, everyone was like, "Cool, that's that's your dad. He's a musician." You know, it was it wasn't a big deal. I think. And well, the nice thing is your dad could always say, always sleep late during the day because yeah. we usually sleep until about eleven o'clock. So yeah, exactly. A lot of quality time with the family. You know? <laughs> but also, yeah, I mean, he's away a lot though. I yeah. mean, in those times, I mean, he was doing, you know, nine month tour, so mm. you don't see him for like nine months. You know, that's why we had to go and actually go on tour with them because uh, we just wouldn't see him otherwise. Mm. Um, and what was your dad like, um, you know, at home on a weekend, uh, walking down, getting his uh, Sunday <laughs> times in his gown <laughs> yeah. and his slippers? I mean, he's that kind of dude. He's just totally, so relaxed. Man. He's you know, totally like, chilled. He, you know, we, we had a really great relationship. I mean, he would, you know, sit us all around and tell us stories and uh, he took us to the park and we played sports and, you know, it was, it was, it was a very normal uh, kind of relationship in terms of, um, father son and just growing up in that with my friends and stuff it was mm. very it was very normal i never felt any pressure to 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 go into music you know i always knew that you know whenever we would have dinner there would someone would come up to to my dad and and kind of chat to him and i never really it never bothered us mm. it never i never really questioned it further it was just like that's the way it is <laughs> i love that uh, i mean your dad's a great storyteller and i can't wait for his book to come out mm. i'm just telling him to hurry up okay it'll, that'll be a good read i know but um also as you say this he's such a great storyteller and, and how old is your brother is he younger than you huh? my brother's 20 okay and he is also i mean a, a, an amazing storyteller he, he he definitely inherited that and he's going into film uh he's going into directing and uh animation and stuff so he's now studying uh in vancouver doing okay. the film thing so yeah we it's a, it's a household of artists my mother loses her mind every now and then because we're all crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh as a family i mean uh, uh the advice that your dad and your mom always gave you you know and, and now 
you're in your mid twenties now. Um, do you still use all that advice? And I mean, you're such a yeah, definitely a, a nice guy. You know what I mean? You've got good manners, I think. <laughs> Not after that photo I saw the other day with Art Matthew. Yeah, that was tough. That selfie. But um, you know, out of, out of that discipline, were they yes. very were they very uh, casual about it? I mean, if you I mean, there was a stage probably in your life where you went, yeah. Dad, screw you, screw you, Mom. I'm gonna like. Climb through this window and I want to go and party and smoke and drink yeah. it up with the boys. Well, it's kind of weird when you're trying to go through a rebellious phase and your dad is already a rock star. It's like, where do you go from there? There's nothing more rebellious than being like a rock star. <laughs> so, uh, I think my upbringing was very uh, supportive, very loving. Like we're a very small family. There's not a lot of extended relatives. It's kind of just the four of us. And we've always, um, there's always been a sense of, you know, do what you love mm. and, and stick at it. And do it with passion and enjoy every moment of it and be thankful, you know. So, and I, I think that growing up in the music industry, you know, you kind of see the incredible power of music to connect people and move people, but you also see the incredible sacrifice mm. that a musician has to make in order to bring those people together, in order to get to those concerts and all that stuff. So, I always had a very unglamorous sense of what it actually takes in the real world. Uh, to be a musician and 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 the trade off. Yeah. So it it was. Um, I kind of came in in into it with uh, a good headspace. I think. Okay. Uh, were you head boy at the primary school? <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> I messed oh. up. <laughs> uh, were you deputy head boy? I wasn't a head boy. I was Prefect. like the, I was the weird kid in the corner <laughs> making music, man. And all those. <laughs> do you remember any of those teachers from primary school? The headmaster. Yeah, they of course. Do they still? Do they know you? They and, know me, man. They 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 get me to come and talk to the kids now. Now that I'm now that they know me, like I'm a proper musician, they get me to come and talk. But back then, I was like the weird kid in the corner, <laughs> like making music. I in high school, I had long hair and it was mercurochrome red. Because I was obsessed with Kurt Cobain at it for a while. Uh, we're so, gonna get we're gonna get to your high school uh, soon. That's what I want to find out. I mean, so I was that kid for okay. a while. We're gonna talk about that kid. Jesse is yeah, Jesse Clegg, and also uh, Richard uh, mm -hmm. hanging out with me tonight. We'll talk to Richard a little bit uh, later on. But uh, Depeche Mode. Did you ever go and see them? Maybe you're too were you too young. With Standard Bank Arena when no, they were I out didn't. Yet? You were too young. Oh man, I wish I had. I'm, I'm dying to see them. Real concerts. It was yeah. uh, Roddy Quinn and they brought Damn them right. out, and now Roddy looks after you guys. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, why you like this song so much in uh, just a mode. Depeche Mode. This is Jack Rand FM. If you want to tweet, it's at Barney Simon, at Jesse Clegg. Uh, get in touch, follow us. At and then Jesse you... underscore Clegg. <sighs> Now, I get, now it's getting complicated. <laughs> underscore. Never score. It's the underscore that binds us. <laughs> okay. Right, go for that now. Uh, follow us, Han Mol, and uh, I'm going to speak to him in Afrikaans a little later on. He's probably going to teach me a couple of things in Zulu. I don't know. We'll have to yeah. wait and see. And they're going to do a couple of unplugged songs. Barney and Friends. Barney Simon. Decorate.